0: Ready for a better way to bank? Switch to Royal Credit Union. Royal Credit Union is a financial co-op, not a corporation, so we return earnings to our members. That means you get low or no fees for account services and better rates on deposits and loans. You'll also have all the digital tools you need at your fingertips, so managing your account is easy. Royal is ready to help you discover the credit union difference. Switch to Royal Credit Union today at rcu.org slash Difference, insured by NCUA.
1: The date is set, but the location is still TBD. We look ahead to the Wild's first-round playoff matchup against the Blues, as well as discuss how Dean might handle the goalie situation in the playoffs. Plus, we catch up with multi-time on Beauty's guest Kaylin Addison and see how things are going down in Iowa. As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Jim Beam, Better Edge, and Royal Credit Union. This is Season Three, Episode 122. Marcus Felino Fan Club Assemble! Not only is sodastick.com the only place to
2: get your official Marcus Felino Fan Club tee, but it's also the only place to get all your favorite wild team garb, plus so much more beyond hockey. Use code Bardown Beauties for 15% off your total purchase at
1: sodastick.com. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition, like chanting, Let's Play Hockey, prior to the start of each game, or playing the State of Hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Remember, drink smart. Jim Beam, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company in Corporate Claremont, Kentucky.
0: From New Voice Studios.
2: Oh yeah, you bet you for the a Just Discombobulate <laughs> on the spot. <laughs>
0: Part of the Talk North Podcast Network. Fly out to Russia personally, Jesse Pierce. This is off the rails. We're only a already. in. Alexis Pearson.
1: We're not going to throw batteries on on the ice at you know Kiro Kaprizov. This is we're not that crazy. Like
0: Bar Down Beauty's Podcast.
1: Was it about guys getting hammered down low night after night? Oh. Like everyone loves to crap on analytics, but the analytics do not lie. Here we are firing Fred at the top of the hour. More hip. It's like T <laughs> T.
0: Starts now.
2: Everybody, What's up? I'm Jesse Pierce. She's Alexis Pearson. Our producer Fred is fired as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, I am sitting on the floor <laughs> of the XL energy center press conference room. So don't mind the background for those watching on YouTube. Alexis, is this how you feel when you're recording? Like most things like it's yes. uncomfortable.
1: Yes. I, I do prefer the floor recordings. Don't ask me why. Um, people who've been long time barred on beauties listeners and, and fans will know that for the first, like 50 episodes of Bard on beauties before I moved into my apartment, I recorded from my bedroom floor. So Jesse's now getting a taste of, of what my recording style is. Like, how do you feel? Do you feel, you feel like extra special? You feel good. I, I always feel like I'm at my best when I'm recording from the floor. You
2: know, I can stretch out (laughs) a little bit more. Like there's, there's so much more
1: movement that can happen.
2: I don't (laughs) hate it. The reason I am here, we're recording this on a Friday per usual Minnesota hosting the Seattle Kraken second of a back-to-back coming off a six to three win on Thursday night uh, against the Vancouver Canucks. You'd love to see it. That locks up the St. Louis, Minnesota wild first round still to be determined as Lexis alluded to in the intro who gets home ice advantage. So these next couple games, Alexis huge in determining that, but, uh, overall, you know, we knew this matchup was coming, right. Mm-hmm. The blue it's no surprise. We've been talking about it for, for two weeks. So we don't need to harp on it too much. I don't think, cause we'll cover that next week when the playoffs actually start, but, uh, you know, St. Louis, what are your thoughts? It's, it is, it's what's been in the cards for a while now.
1: I think one of the interesting things about this is. I think they were talking about this on the Valley broadcast last night. Um, but they were saying something to the effect of, you know, it's not too often, you know, like for this long, who you're going to be playing in the playoffs, like there was a chance that a different team could sneak in. It could have been Nashville could have been Dallas, you know, but those teams are, are not as good as that St. Louis blues team is. And so it seemed like St. Louis, especially with how they're playing right now was going to be able to stay in that spot, the wild, were going to be able to stay where they were. And it was just going to be a battle for home ice. So it's really interesting to have this situation where it's like they, the Minnesota wild and 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 their coaching staff has known like you said for weeks this is who they're probably going to be playing so you've had a little bit more time to prepare which is probably it probably favors the wild. If you're going to pick a team It favors because they've struggled so badly against the St. Louis blues this season, that it, it probably does them some favors to have a little bit of extra time to watch some film and watch some footage. And, and I know they're still, they're worried about the regular season right now. They're, they're not, you know, I'm sure they're not sitting at home watching film for the playoffs just yet, but it does give you a little bit of extra time to start mentally preparing for that matchup. So. It's going to be a tough one. Like you said, we'll go more in depth on this once it gets closer to the playoffs and the regular season wraps up at the end of the week here. Um, but, uh, nice to see some of these playoff matchups start to get confirmed all over the league as the final, uh, games of the regular season go down, uh, this week. You
2: know, we did as Dean yesterday, post game against uh, after the Vancouver game there, um, you know, are you watching film? He's like, well, yeah, of course we're starting to watch film on some of this. so that is, there is that benefit. Again, you're focusing on finishing out the regular season mm-hmm. as best you can. Um, getting those points to get that home ice advantage, but it definitely does behoove both these teams. Cause yeah. while Minnesota has the advantage, St. Louis obviously has the advantage too. They know exactly what Minnesota brings. I mean, that's not going to change a whole lot. St. Louis also has a freaking cakewalk at the end of this regular <laughs> season. I'm just gonna say trap games galore, whereas Minnesota a little bit tougher, a little yeah. bit tougher. Um, but you know, an interesting thing that got brought up, Alexis, shifting gears ever so slightly was. The concept of play in games, obviously mm-hmm. we saw the NBA adopt that um, Bruce Boudreau was asked that yesterday and he joked as Bruce tends to do. Yeah. We'd love to have the play in game this year. Cause then we'd actually have a <laughs> shot. I mean, the idea of the play in game is obviously expanding the playoffs to include more teams. Um, would you like the NHL to adopt a thing? I don't even know if there's been real level discussions of this. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, do you think that would benefit the NHL fan base, NHL teams? What are your thoughts there?
1: I have a really hard time with this one because. I've seen, this has been a hot topic on Twitter this week about people taking their stance on if they want playing games in the NHL or not. I think if you look at it from the positive side, that means more hockey, more opportunity for some teams to make it into the playoffs. And some of those borderline teams who like the Vancouver Canucks, who've had a really good Turner, if they would have been playing as good as they played in the second half of the season, as they did in the first, they would for sure be a playoff team. So it, it gives a team like that a chance who maybe didn't have the hottest start, um, or maybe had some injuries or something, a chance to get an opportunity in the playoffs on the flip side of that. I think, Hey, the best teams make it. If you can't get into one of those eight seeds, you don't deserve to be there. That's, I mean, you could take that stance as well, that, you know, if you're really that good of a team, you'd have been playing good all season. And if you can't put together a whole season's worth of success, you don't deserve an extra opportunity to try to get into the playoffs. So I think there's plus and minuses to it for sure. Um, it definitely allows more fans to get some of that playoff excitement, especially some of those teams who aren't perennial playoff teams. Um, so I think that's great. I mean, you love giving fans more opportunities to watch their team play. And, and that, you know, it brings in more opportunity for games and more money for the league and all kinds of stuff. So pros and cons. I don't know if I like it. I'm also really hard on like accepting change. I hated when they changed the playoff format from one through eight to what they have now. So I don't you know when they
2: change the divisions. Yeah, I hate it when they change
1: the, division, yeah, so they change the divisions, hashtag bring back the Northwest division, um, please sign my petition. Um, so I would probably lean towards the side of not wanting it, but I would understand why the NHL would maybe want to do that if they choose to do it in the future, do you have a hard stance on it, Jesse? Um, you know what? I kind of like it just because it could
2: really mix things up right like it would be very very interesting I don't love the way that the playoffs are set up this year as they are anyway I hate that Minnesota and St. Louis have to face each other in the first yeah. round that doesn't seem right because those are your top teams that you want to see toward the end but you know who I don't run the run the ship there I do I think <laughs> yeah, it come on Gary Bettman <laughs> I know exactly I mean it, it's a revenue driver which mm-hmm. you know sports at the end of the day are focused on revenue so that would be it also though I am hard on you're not good enough to make the cut mm-hmm. eight teams is already an excessive amount right like that's already a lot of teams so especially when they're only 32 in the league that right. it's like well if you're not good enough to get there then then what are you doing so um I could take it or leave it I wouldn't hate if they adopted it because again it seems to work for the NBA the Timberwolves have that to thank right mm-hmm. to- Although maybe considering the loss last night, I know you're number one. How, fan, but, you didn't have
1: to do that. You mm, already, you already threw shade at them when your boots breakdown down after the Canucks game, <laughs> which hurt my feelings while I was editing it. And then after I watched it again, once it was posted, um, but no, to your point, I think the cool thing, you know, you're talking about like the NBA and the wolves making it to playoffs because of a playing game, the wolves are a very average team, right? So you look at a team teams in the NHL who would fall under that category of bubble teams, average teams, but the thing about the NHL, which I think is, is unique to a lot of sports, especially to the NBA. If you want to make that comparison specifically is that it seems like any season, any team can win. Once you get into the playoffs, it really has that feel like it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter who you are, how good of a season you've had, how hard of a season you've had, what your record was down the stretch, who your matchup is. It feels like. Any team can win. And I think that's what a lot of sports fans in general love about the NHL playoffs is that it's not set in stone. Who's going to go win that Stanley cup. When, when day one of the playoffs start, whereas in other sports, it sometimes feels that way. Like it's, it's an easier path for some of these teams. So Mm -hmm. I think if you, if you love that competition, um, when it comes to the NHL playoffs and you want to see more teams involved in that competition, then Hey, I I have no problem, I guess with the playing game, but to your point, Jesse, you know, if, if you can't be in the top eight teams, uh, when all is said and done, maybe you don't deserve that chance. So, uh, we'll see. It's interesting. It's been a hot topic this week for sure.
2: I mean, yeah, it's we'll, we'll see what happens. Probably not going to happen, but
1: <laughs> you know, it's
2: fun to talk about. It. And I loved hearing Bruce joke about it. Like, yeah, if we, although he did say if they were already, if they were in the playoffs, he wouldn't want to play in game. He's like, if we were in that third spot. I wouldn't want the shirt. Sure. Yeah, but it's really only like, it's going to benefit you. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting. The last thing I want to touch on for this segment would be goalie rotations, Alexis. We saw Dean finally deviate from the rotation that we had seen since Marc-Andre Fleury came to the Minnesota Wild Camtel that got uh, back-to-back starts there, probably because it was first of a back-to-back weekend. But, you know, it brought up an interesting point as to moving forward into the playoffs. You don't see a goalie rotation. the playoffs Mm -hmm. you play the hot hand even toward the end of the regular season you play the hot hand um and i'm not convinced that that's what they're gonna do i guess i was convinced for a while but i'm just i'm not um granted rotating as such you're creating an internal competition which Mm -hmm. is great i think cam talbot has risen to that but what's your take on rotation for the record it has not been done since like the Calder championship (laughs) 20 years ago that a team has like successfully rotated goalies throughout the playoffs. Do you think it's a, something that Mr. Emson is considering?
1: Well, it doesn't happen because it's so rare that a team has two really, really good goalies who can perform in the playoffs. So it's not so much a matter of like coaches just choose not to do it that way. It's usually because they don't have the option to, and Dean this year, is presented with the option, which I think is great. Um, I've thought a lot about this the last week or so, cause this is another thing that's been going crazy on, especially wild Twitter is, you know, what is this goalie rotation going to look like? Russo's touched on it quite a bit this last week. Um, and a lot of people are wondering my take on it as of right now is this, I think flurry gets to start in game one. And I think Dean plays the hot hand until either a bad loss or maybe, you know, it, God forbid there's an injury or something where you need that one of those guys to get a little bit of rest. So I think flurry gets the start. I think he plays until he has a bad game. And then I bet you cam Talbot comes in. So I don't think they're going to do a true back and forth rotation, but I don't think Dean is going to pick one goalie and stick with him. And the reason I think flurry is going to get the start is because listen, Bill Guerin and company did not go out of the trade deadline to get Mark Andre flurry to sit on the bench. Cam Talbot's playing exceptional hockey right now. That, that is not, you know, that taking nothing away from him. And he has been with this team the beginning, you know, here battling through with them, getting them wins. He was with them when the stretch was bad and things were ugly and Bill Guerin didn't pick up Marc-Andre Fleury though, to sit on the bench in the playoffs. That's why I think he gets the start, but I guarantee you Dean is not going to be afraid to put cam in if things get ugly, or if he feels they need a change in net or a change of pace in the playoffs, because I think he has faith in both of his goalies right now. And I think that's a luxury that he has that not a lot of coaches have when it comes to playoff time that you can switch between your goalies if you want to. So, um, Jesse, do you have, have you thought about it? Do you have a hard stance on, you know, you you're around the team in that aspect more than I am. So have you gotten a sense of, of what they might do for the playoffs here?
2: Alexis, I would like us to take a moment because wait for it. We agree on the goalie situation because (laughs) what you just said is something (laughs) that I also completely agree with, um. For sure, Florida starts the playoffs. I think there is, it's egregious to think otherwise, just because, as you had just said, Bill Garren went out and got him for a reason. He's a playoff veteran goalie. He's won cups. You love to see it. Uh, But all, credit to cam and again i don't take back my criticisms of of him early on in the season because i think those are still true and i think that's why you saw flurry added all of that right all of that has come to fruition however he has been playing tremendous i there's no doubt about it um 200 career wins now he's got three four shutouts on the year i mean he deserves to also get a look for the way that he's turned up his play. But I do. I think you start Flurry, and then if you need to switch it up, switch it up. But yeah, I don't know that you'll go a true rotation. Although I'd kind of love to see it because that's just chaotic and yeah, it would be kind of fun. <laughs> weird. Yeah, and I wonder so- too, like
1: if it. Do you think it matters? Depending on how far the wild goal go like to me, it doesn't seem like maybe something that would be super necessary in just one round of playoffs, but if they make it to the second round, the third round, you know, guys are getting more tired. Do you think you would maybe see more of a quote unquote rotation later on in the playoffs, if they get that far, or do you think we could see it right away in this, in this first round against the blues?
2: I mean, I think you evaluate game by game. And Dean has been very adamant on saying that. And she, certainly that's coaches speak, but it, he does. He genuinely evaluates like even. I asked him when they put cam in again, yesterday against Vancouver, you know, what made you deter from your regular rotation? And he's like, you guys think it's a rotation. It's not, we're just taking it. He's in denial. It's a
1: rotation,
2: <laughs> it's a rotation, man. You're doing this. Deliberately, so. <laughs> um, I'm excited to see what happens though. Again, it's there's never anything wrong with having two solid goal mm-hmm. and that's what the Minnesota wild have. So they are very fortunate in that respect and heading into the playoffs and knowing that either one. Is likely capable of, of getting you some big victories. So that's awesome. We're going to take a quick break before we do another shout out to Better Edge, a place where Alexis and I do not agree because we're constantly <laughs> competing against each other. I saw you got 30 bucks in my beat the butte the other night. Yeah, thank you for that. I lost You're
1: last welcome. night, though, if it makes you feel any better. So
2: <laughs> it does. No, it does inside. Like it warms my little, my little finger. Cool so. <laughs> uh, don't forget to check out Better Edge, dot com. code buttes, B E A U T S a free $10 when you sign up. You can play Beat the Butte, guessing over under game totals against us, Tuesdays against Jesse, Thursdays against Alexis. Um, Also be sure to check out the new giveaway, which ends April 30th, signed Kirill Kaprizov jersey in conjunction with Better Edge and the 10K Takes Boys. So be sure you check out our Twitter handle for how to enter into that contest. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Iowa
1: Wild defenseman, Kaelin Addison, stay tuned. It's hockey season, baby. And the best way to head into a new season is to be fully equipped with all the merch you need to cheer on your favorite teams. Oh, and some Bard on beauty's merch too, right? Right. We've got you covered literally head over to teespring.com where you can find all kinds of custom design, Bard on beauty's apparel. Plus so much more we're back joining
2: us now. I know you guys might not recognize him, Minnesota wild fans, <laughs> but this is Kaylin Addison. We're going with the Mohawk Kaylin. What's uh? What's going on? You said you need to get it a little freshened up instead. Why, why that instead of the signature curly hair that we saw last year?
0: I don't even know. Um, (laughs) Thanks for having me on, by the way. Um, I, yeah, I don't really know. Kind of just a spur of the moment thing. I mean, I think the hair is, I don't know. It's, it gets too hot and it's too annoying. It's too much to deal with. Um, you know, every day I just get out of the shower, get out of bed and just go like this. Now, so I think that's the biggest thing I went with like a buzz cut for a bit. I don't know. Just, I'm always trying something out. You so, I mean, athletes
1: them. can be pretty, you know, um, um, superstitious. Do you play better with a certain hairstyle? Like does the curls <laughs> make you play score more goals? You play better defense when you got the mullet? What do you got a method down for that yet? Or no, <laughs> no,
0: uh, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think <laughs> some people might think that, but, uh, I'm, I'm not like that in any way.
2: I love it. Well, you know, I think Charlie Coyle switched his hair up about a hundred times when he was here throughout each different season, there was a new Charlie Coyle, So you could always follow that path. Um, speaking of, I did finally catch up on your becoming wild and you say you don't have superstitions, but that becoming wild would suggest otherwise I heard first, let's start with the wet gloves that your dad had discussed. (laughs) He said, he doesn't think you do it anymore, but so you used to have just like sopping wet gloves.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I (laughs) I'm just kind of weird. I'm not. I'm not overly superstitious. I just like the feel of. Uh, I like the feel of certain things. So, I don't know. I used to just soak my soak my gloves in water. Um, I don't know. I liked it wet. But then, <laughs> like they're too like heavy. So now I just put them on the like the hydroculator thing on the on the hot water and just steam them. So I just do that now, and they just feel like I don't know. They feel like you've worn them for a few hours instead of putting them on and they're like concrete on your hands. I don't know that makes sense. And then the knob
2: and the knob too, right. That's another thing. Is that still consistent where you would take a hockey lace
0: and tell us about that. (laughs) I I, I stopped doing it. I don't know. I loved it. It was just too much work. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I just, you go through lots of sticks in a whole season. So I think it's just, um, I just went back to the tape. It's just quicker.
2: I love it. So it seems like you've simplified things from your hairstyle to the game. What, what have you learned so much this season and and how are things going down in uh, Des Moines with the Iowa wild this year?
0: It's been good. Um, our team has obviously been quite up and down all year. Um, I mean, we've, we've had a lot of different lineups, a lot of different players, uh, in and out, you know, between here in Minnesota and, and here in the heartlanders. So Um, you know it's kind of hard to keep a keep a steady you know pace of play going when you have such a mixed lineup all the time and um, but I mean we're down the stretch right now we've turned it on and uh, we went on that that nice long road trip to uh, San Diego Tucson and and Austin and we had a a really good trip there and uh, we've been playing really good ever since then so I mean it's just just a learning kind of a learning curve I think uh, is the best way to put it uh, in the American League for me and um, yeah, you just you want to keep working on your game, working defensively and and obviously just try help the team win every game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how much does that bring out the inner competition in all of you guys in the HL, especially looking at this Minnesota wild team this year, uh, a few months ago, they went through a stretch where they were missing about half their roster. A lot of AHL guys were up with the team. Now they've got a few guys up there and even seeing guys like Matt Boldy, Marco Rossi, yourself, who've gotten some time up in the NHL. How much does that really bring out the competition at the AHL level, seeing all the opportunity that some of these other guys have been getting.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean there's a lot of guys on our team that have made their debuts or, or have played this year. I mean, it's, it's kind of impressive. And I think, you know, it keeps everyone, keeps everyone on their toes and on the edge of their seat. Sorry. And I mean, you know, you always got to earn it. It's not, you know, it's not set in stone who's going up. Um, You know, you got to earn it. Whoever's playing the best at that time, is going to go up. And um, obviously we've seen that because so many guys have made their debuts and, and played games this year.
2: Right. You know, you, you obviously familiar with the, the Minnesota wild and and being up, making your NHL AB, we actually had a couple questions from Minnesota wild fans who again, are so anxious to see you back up here with the big boys. Uh, DeFilippi wants to know what part of your game has improved the most since even last year.
0: Uh, I'd, I'd say my defensive game. Um, that's obviously been my, my focus probably my whole life. I mean, my skill and and skating is, you know, probably my, my best attributes, uh, in my opinion. But I think, you know, being a smaller guy, you just, you have to defend and, um, you have to just get better all the time at defending because guys just guys are so good, so fast. And you know, they, you, you get caught sleeping for half a second and the, uh, a guy gets back door tapping or whatever, like it's, it's impressive how much skill guys have nowadays. So, you, you know, you really have to be, uh, on your toes being a small guy.
1: Yeah. How tough can that be for someone like you who has a bit of offensive prowess to your game as well? You've scored some goals, uh, you know, at the NHL level, plenty, you know, at the AHL level, is that a challenge for you to be like, okay, obviously def- defense comes first. So I gotta be a good defense and defenseman, but I want to work on some of that offensive skill too. How do you balance that at the AHL level, trying to figure out both sides to your game?
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's kind of like two ways to that to answer that question. I think, cause I think the American league is, is very different from the NHL. The style of play is very different. Um, you know, it is a more defensive, uh, grinding league, you know, it's, it's lower scoring. Um, you know, it's, it's harder to, it's harder to create offense. And, um, you know, I think just, just finding that balance, I mean, being an offensive guy is, It's tough because, you know, you have to put the balance between defense and offense and, you know, when to jump in, when to take risks. And, um, you know, I think being a D man, your, you know, your mistakes get magnified that much more, um, especially being a small guy. So, um, just try not to get embarrassed too much, I guess.
2: (laughs) What's the most embarrassing how, I mean, I'm sure it doesn't happen. I'm sure you've tried to push it out of your brain, but what was the one time maybe you just got burned in in a game, whether that was when you were a kid, one that you're just like, it haunts your night, your dreams a little bit. (laughs)
0: Oh, I, I don't even know there, there's, there's lots like I don't know Just there's so many games over seasons that so many things happen you, you know you you mess up so many times because you know you have the puck a lot throughout a season you know it's there's a lot of different situations so I don't know if I'm sure there's a a ton of them, but I can't pinpoint one of them,
2: (laughs) you know, you had talked about your offensive prowess, which obviously is a huge trait that the Minnesota wild are going to want, because you can see that their defense is definitely leaning toward more players willing to jump in. Is that one of the reasons that you think you do really kind of fit within that system? Because that seems to be something that they really like their defensemen to be doing.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, I think that's, you know, that's the biggest thing, uh, whole (laughs) (laughs) i think that's the biggest thing um is you know up in minnesota especially it's we don't care where you are on the ice um you know there's five guys on the ice for a reason you know you're 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 a professional for a reason you can play any position you can you know anyone can skate forward and backwards and um you know it doesn't matter if you're first in on the forecheck or you know below the goal line in the offensive zone i think if you're you know creating offense for your team and making it harder and, and more confusing for the the team to defend. And I, I mean, you're, you know, I think it creates more offense just overall. And um, Minnesota is a very offensive team, obviously. And they, they want their D active all the time. hmm
1: and how great has, you know, speaking of that, Tim army been down in Iowa, obviously seen a very successful Minnesota wild team this year and Tim army, we've had him on the podcast before and, and you know, a lot of the guys down at the HL level really talk highly of him because he really works you guys hard and he has a high level of expectation for when is the right time to get you up to the NHL and all of that stuff. Uh, how much has he helped you grow your game at that level as you prepare for more time in the NHL?
0: Yeah. Tim is, um, he's a great coach for, for developing, um, you know, just improving. I mean, every day is about learning and, you know, getting better at, at, at every area of your game. And, you know, I think, you know, we do skate long, we do lots of video, we do, you know, lots of that stuff, but it's all about learning. And especially, you know, his, his main job is to, is to get his players to the NHL. So, um, yeah, I mean, if it if it becomes too much, it's just because he cares and um, you, you can see how many <clears throat> sorry how many guys have, you know, have went up this year. So um, I think he's doing it right. And, you know, he's he's been unbelievable, unbelievable to me uh, off and on the ice.
1: You
2: know, and I think that's just a part of it too, because I feel like Bill Guerin, the general manager of the Minnesota wild is also very patient with the development of every single one of you guys, right? He's not in necessarily a rush to get you up to play just one or two games and send you back down. It seems like he really wants to take his time, make sure you, for instance, are completely ready, Marco Rossi, completely ready, stuff like that. Do you get that sense and that vibe too, from the organization as it trickles on down?
0: Yeah, I think, um. Kind of nowadays, I think some teams maybe realize you know how how important the American League is and not getting guys, uh, you know, getting guys up to the NHL too soon. You know, you see, I don't know, you see cases of guys where they go up too soon, and, and sometimes it affects the way their career kind of plays out because they you know got got rushed into it too early. So I I think it's you know you can you can never you're not going to get worse playing in the American League like it's second best league in the world and. Um, yeah, they obviously care about their prospects and they want them to come in at the right time and, and make the right impact. I think
2: as a defenseman and as a young kid, what do you think about the Mark Andre Fleury addition that the Minnesota wild make? I'm sure that makes every player that grew up watching hockey, pretty excited to see that he's now a member of this organization.
0: Yeah, it's super cool. Um, yeah, he's a legend. I don't know. It's I haven't met him yet, but, um, yeah, it will be cool for sure. He's. Yeah, he's, he's cool. Yeah. I, know,
2: I know. Even Spurgey says sometimes he'd look back there and he's like, he plays for our team. Like even <laughs> a guy like Jared Spurgeon, Kevin Fiala, I think was just so over the moon, enamored with it. Just the whole situation. It was pretty surreal.
0: Yeah. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> um, we've got another question here from a fan. I'm going to put fan in quotation marks. Cause you're going to laugh as soon as you hear the name. Um, the question is from Damon hunt. How does Kalen grow such a luscious mustache? Is Tom Selleck an inspiration for your mustache?
0: <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that's funny. You
1: gotta, you no. gotta answer it. I mean,
2: you know, how do you grow the love? We can't let you get get off the pod without because yeah,
0: mullet or
1: or curls, whatever you got going on, you're still rocking the stash. So we got to know the secret exactly.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um, I can't really grow much facial hair. It's just. <laughs> just like a little bit here and couple you know here and there and then greasy sideburns so I don't know there's I wouldn't take any tips from me but I think it's (laughs) I don't know maybe it makes me look a bit older I try to keep it
1: Well, you know, and speaking of mustaches here and facial hair, um, the playoffs are coming up obviously for, um, um, hockey here. We're only a few weeks away. How exciting is it for you guys to see the success of the Minnesota wild this season? And obviously you never know what's going to happen in the playoffs, but we uh, fans here in Minnesota have high expectations. How cool is that again, as someone at the developmental level to see like, Oh my God, this team is really doing great things. And I'm going to be a part of that long-term someday. Do you try to pay close attention? come playoff time um in the nhl or do you are you more focused on what's going down uh where you are
0: yeah it's obviously awesome uh minnesota's been amazing all year that's a fun team to play for for sure um that's probably the best way to put it i think when you're here you focus on gear and when you're there you focus on there and obviously you want and everyone wants both uh both teams to do as well as they can and um you know you have success here you're you're probably going to have more uh, success there. And um, yeah, I don't know. Tim, like Tim says, is you've got to have success here to have success there. And um, I don't know. I think it's just, you try to do everything you can to help the team win wherever you are that night.
2: I love it. Well, Caitlin, again, I hope we see you up here. I know the black aces probably come calling once playoff time hits. So that'll be something, but hopefully get you in the lineup because I know you are certainly a fan favorite in St. Paul, thank you so much for taking the time. Best of luck in Iowa as you guys round out your schedule here as well. And I know you got a busy couple of days, so thanks for carving up the time to be with us.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
2: We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
0: Hey guys, this is producer Fred. I just want to ask everyone to go out there and spread the word about Bardown Beauties. Leave us a like, share, thumbs up, review, you name it. We want to hear from you. Find us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, your favorite podcast app.
2: We're back. Shout out again to Kaylin Addison. Shout out to Mitch Courtney of the Iowa Wild. for hooking that up. He's like in the running for Biggest Butte, just like, in general as a person, but literally how many times we've bugged him to be on this podcast,
1: he's giving Pat Micheletti and Bruce Boudreaux a run for their money. That's for sure. Because Kalen <laughs> and Felino. and Felino, Yeah. I think all of them have been, each of those guys have been on three times. I think was this Kalen's third time on the podcast with us. I believe it was, I I think so. And for you know sure, what, I'm not second, gonna, maybe third.
2: Every time that we've talked to him, he's gone on to uh, be added to the wild roster I'm oh, just, yeah, but- out there, just
1: hashtag Butte's bump. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bump. It's a Keep thing. an eye out it's for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but thanks to him. He's, he's a blast again. Excited to see how his career continues to take him. I feel for him, man. That's a tough, tough schedule down there in Iowa, but, uh, I'm sure he'll, he'll figure it out. So segment three, let's wrap her up. Uh, this week's up for debate. Alexis, you asked if you had to select a wild player to be up for the heart trophy, who would you pick now? Again, I need to to preface this for outside fans who have leaked their way into our podcast viewerships. You know who you are. Uh, we're not saying that these players are up for the heart or they deserve yeah. to beat out Austin Matthews for anything. We're saying on the Minnesota's team, mm-hmm. who is the heart trophy candidate? Let's just be yeah. very, very clear. It's just about for fun things.
1: Yeah. I don't think yeah. do you think any wild player actually would be nominated this year or not? You know, if they make a deep run,
2: I guess if sure. Kevin Fiala, so I'm just going to leave this in. All yeah, right? So go, it's Kaprizov, Fiala, <laughs> Kevin Fiala would be my guy if he continues this year, which seems to never end. Like an eight game point streak is something. Nine goals in that eight game mm-hmm. point streak. Again, we're recording this Friday, pre Seattle game, pre Sunday at uh, where they're at Carolina, <laughs> Nashville. <laughs> Nashville, something. Yeah, one of those places. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think. You know, as crazy it would, as it feels to go against a player like Kaprizov, who we've talked time and time again as the MVP of this team, Kevin Fiala really is making it hard for a lot of things to go against him this year. So my vote would be Kevin Fiala.
1: Interesting. I thought for sure you were going to go Kirill. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take a risk and go with Kevin. That was going to be my pick too. Cause I'm like, she'll probably pick (laughs) herrell, which is fair. And, uh, so I was totally prepared to make an argument, but interest. I'm interested that you, we are on the same page here. Um, because again, it seems like Kirill is the obvious answer, right? Where you'd say like, look at what he's done. He's been a huge part of this team. He's on the top line. He's incredible. He's getting national recognition, which we all know as, as wild fans, that that's pretty rare to have a wild player stand out in national media and for national fans. Um, but I really think that Kevin Fiala would deserve this kind of nomination. Again, if it were, if a wild player were to get picked, I think Kevin Fiala definitely has a a reason to be thought about in this way. And if you look at his like history of stats, it is the most goals he's had. And it's the most success he's had, um, um, with the Minnesota wild, so that a couple things to take into consideration there. Second of all, I think something that's been touted about this Minnesota wild team is, is their depth and their ability to score on more than one line and their ability to have any guy go out there and, and do what they need to do to get the job done. And that good second line of Kevin Fiala, Matt Boldy and Freddie Gaudreau has been a huge, huge reason for that. So I do think that Mm -hmm. although this team would be not the same without Kirill Kaprizov, I think you've got a fair argument to make for Kevin Fiala, and this is the kind of guy that Fenton said he was going to be, he has finally become that player and he's lost some of that inconsistency and that immaturity that he had when he first came here. And he's really turned into this well-rounded hockey player that you really value on your team to the point where wild fans are having a meltdown over the fact of we might not be able to pay him in the off season. That's, that's how big <laughs> of an impact he's made this season. So. I think I would say Kevin Fiala too, but I have no, no qualms about anybody arguing a guy like uh, Kirill Kaprizov. And again, I think I included Matt Zuccarello because Jesse, let me know what you think about this. But I really feel like Zuccarello, this is the reason I included him. He's been such an underrated player on this team this year. I mean, he's definitely gotten his fair share of attention, but I think, you know, we love to talk about Kirill. We love to talk about Kevin Fiala, which for good reason, they've had exceptional seasons, but so has Zuccarello. And I think, again, you could make an argument for that, that without him, this team is a very, very different team. You could argue that Kirill is a different player without him. I mean, there's a lot of ways you could look at that and say, man, this team wouldn't be the same without him. Do you think that, you know, he deserves some, uh, recognition in this kind of conversation, or do you really think it's between Kirill and Kevin?
2: I mean, I absolutely agree that he deserves more, um, recognition, more praise for what he's done. I don't think he likes it. I think similar to <laughs> yeah. and I mean, none of the hockey players like it, right. Yeah. It's not a thing that they like to do. Um, you know, but we talked about this last year too. MVP is like, how much of a game changer are you really like how much of an impact? And while he is making an impact, I think. Capri would likely have this success with a lot of different players right like I think the is having an uncharted season yeah. without question he's breaking records in the assist home for the franchise as well um I just don't know for some reason there's something that just slightly holds me back from putting him quite in that category and I think it's because similar to a lot of these huger major hugeer major hugeer major I quote that that's a good <laughs> <one>. um <laughs> a lot of these major awards it's like You have to be tough. It has to, like those boxes have to be tight because it's not something meant for everybody. The heart trophy is not something that you're supposed to have a whole bunch of players in the conversation. It's the elite of the elite of the elite. Yeah. And I think he's only like two elites instead of the three. So that's, that's <laughs> fair, point, fair point, fair <laughs> point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, sweet. Let us know what you guys think, who your Minnesota wild heart trophy would be. Alexis, you think Austin Matthews gets it this year? Uh, does, Toronto, I think, oh,
1: uh, does Toronto need to get out of that
2: first round for a change?
1: Toronto man, they got their butts whooped by the bolts last night. I definitely think Austin Matthews is probably your guy. I mean, he's had an incredible season. It's really hard to argue against that at this point. And that's not even coming. I'm not even just saying that as a bias. Austin Matthews, um, super fan, but I, I really think that he has, has been the heart and soul of that team this year, but I agree. I don't know. We got to see what they do in the playoffs. they the Maple Leafs and the Minnesota wild handshake on playoff exits because they, a lot of times have these good teams. Maple Leafs have had more superstars than the wild, um, in their history, but man, they struggle come playoff time. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but I think it's tough to argue against Austin Matthews, uh, being the nominee for the heart trophy.
2: I was going to say, people are going to come for you for comparing Toronto and Minnesota in any realm. Of yeah. Sorry. I, yeah.
1: Maple Leafs, the fans everywhere are offended after that. I apologize. You guys are better than us. You got all the superstars. I get it. I get it. Go do something. I'm rooting for you. I'm your fan. I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm a Maple Leafs fan. They're my backup team.
2: <laughs> Alexis loves all NHL teams guys. All right. Let's <laughs> yeah, just all of just, them. <laughs> all, loves all of them. We're all we're hockey fans. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks again to Kaylin Addison and the Iowa wild for taking time to join us shout out to talk north for featuring us on their lovely network shout out to fred for letting us fire him yet again uh better edge edge.com don't forget to play beat the buttes tuesdays against jesse thursdays against alexis code buttes b-e-a-u-t-s we'll get you a free 10 bucks soda stick.com baby they're coming out with new fresh gear i saw a little peek of the john merrill garb that the team was repping yesterday always with the player shirts. That's where you're gonna go get them. We're a Marcus Plano Fan Club Unite. stick.com bar down beauties will get you 15% off uh all shipping and all purchase or sorry 15% off purchases, not shipping purchases, um which is a pretty sweet little deal also. Shout out to royal credit union, one of our newest sponsors. They are a fantastic credit union. Highly encourage you to bank with them. Less fee, more fee with royal credit union. And as always, Jim Beam, cheers baby. Have a great rest of your week. Last week of regular season hockey. Next week, playoffs. Let's go. Bye.